0: Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2,402 with a release date of Friday, November 10th, 2023 to follow in five, four, three, two, one. 1. The following is the QST. Fire destroys an important part of a worldwide beacon network. There's an easier method to report RFI in Germany and a dying Dutch satellite is looking for its final contacts. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2,402 comes your way right now.
1: From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's independent, weekly amateur radio news and bulletin service. Now reporting from Picayune, Mississippi, here is Don Wilbanks, AE5DW.
0: An important guide to ionospheric conditions for hams and non-hams alike has been damaged beyond repair. It was the newest beacon in the network of the International Beacon Project of the Northern California DX Foundation and the IARU. Ralph Squalachi, KK6ITB, has that story.
2: A wildfire destroyed one of the newest installations to the Northern California DX Foundation's International Beacon Project. A blaze in October destroyed radio beacon CS-3B on the Portuguese island of Madeira off Africa's northwest coast. The CW beacon had been in operation barely a month when fire swept through, destroying the building, the radio inside, and the antenna. Replacement is expected to take some time. The HF beacon was one of several operating on 20 meters, 17 meters, 15 meters, 12 meters and 10 meters and was viewed as an important resource for testing HF propagation between North America and Europe. The various beacons operate by transmitting once on each of these bands every three minutes around the clock. No timetable was disclosed for the beacon's return to service. This is Ralph Squillaci, KK6 ITB.
0: Amateurs in Germany now have a direct means of communication with the federal regulator, BNETSA, when they want to report electronic devices that have caused radio interference or are inaccurately labeled as being safe. An online form allows a report to be made with the relevant details so that the agency can more easily take action and determine if these devices are non-compliant, dangerous, or both. Customs agents and postal authorities will also be notified of imported devices that are found to be faulty so those items can be placed on the list of banned products. The form is designed to help expedite an official response, especially with regard to interference, be it on the amateur radio frequencies or on mobile phones or broadcast radio and TV. Benetze has provided a link to the form, which is in German. That link appears in the text version of this week's Newsline script at arnewsline.org. India's recent test flight of its spacecraft is providing vital data to help the space agency prepare to put a crew on board within two years. Jim at ZL2BHF, has the
3: details. Following the successful completion of a test flight in space, the Indian Space Research Organization has begun analyzing data and imagery from the spacecraft's crew escape system, with an eye toward having astronauts on board space flights by 2025. That would make India the fourth country to put humans in space. The Gaganyaan Project's test flight on October 21st was known as the Flight Test Vehicle Abort Mission, designed to ensure that people in the capsule could be assured of a safe return in the event of an emergency. The test demonstrated that an onboard crew could be safely moved at least 1.2 miles or 2 kilometers away from the rocket in an emergency. The Indian Space Organization hopes to send a human-like robot into space next year. To prepare for a flight with a live crew of three, the agency meanwhile has been evaluating the fitness and health of a number of Indian Air Force pilots who are likely candidates. India also hopes to establish an orbiting space station in 2035. The country last made news in space in August of this year, by successfully putting a lander near the South Pole of the moon this is jim meachin zl2bhf with christmas
0: on the horizon the uk bunkers on the air award scheme has introduced a special set of awards in the format of an advent calendar here's ed durant dd5
4: lp with more information bunker activators will be on the air from bunkers in the official roc reference list from december 1st through to the 24th and chasers can symbolically open a new bunker door each day by working that station Right up through Christmas, the Bunkers on the Air Advent Calendar Award has two parts, one for hunters or shortwave listeners, and one for activators. The programme runs in parallel with the Bunkers on the Air 2023 Annual Award, meaning that those taking part in both events must use two separate online trackers. To keep the season bright and even a little amusing, the multi-tiered point system for the Advent Calendar Award has such names as Santa's Little Helper all the way up to the top-scoring Super Santa. Spotting, alerting and all information about the scheme is available on the website at bunkersontheair.org. Bunkers on the Air is a rapidly growing amateur radio activity in the UK that centres around the Royal Observer Corps monitoring posts created during the Cold War era. I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP.
0: If you're looking for an old-fashioned QSO, get your hands on an old-fashioned radio and listen to this next report from Jack Parker. W-8-I-S-H.
5: If you have built yourself a vintage-style transmitter or are lucky enough to have acquired one, you're just in time for the Bruce Kelly 1929 QSO party this month. It's taking place on the 11th and 12th of November and again on the 18th through the 20th. It bears the name of Bruce, W8ACY-W2ICE, who was part of the group of amateur radio operators who founded the Antique Wireless Association in 1952. He became a silent key in 1997, six years after the first CUSO party took place. The association is sponsoring this year's event to celebrate the glory of tubes and techniques that date back to 1929 or even earlier. The QSO party is open to anyone with an appropriate old-time-style radio, whether they are an association member or not. It is, however, a CW-only event, and in addition to hearing dits and daz sent at a wide variety of speeds, operators can expect to hear the buzzing, chirping, and drifting associated with the ham radio experience of a century or so ago. So now that you've likely turned back your clocks, get ready to turn back your calendar. Additional details and a video about the vintage transmitters can be seen at the website AntiqueWireless.org. This is Jack Parker, W-8-I-S-H.
0: An amateur radio CubeSat that was the pride of the students who built it at the Delft University of Technology is about to deorbit, and its team wants radio operators to get involved. Again, Ed Durant, DD5LP, has the details.
4: In 2008 the Delphi C3 amateur radio satellite became the first Dutch University satellite to go into space. Now its journey is nearing the end and it is expected to deorbit, with re-entry to take place sometime around the 16th of November. The CubeSat team would like to present an award certificate to the ham or shortwave listener who makes the last contact with Delphi C3 and provide its last telemetry frame. The telemetry downlink is on 145.867 MHz, 1200 baud, AX25 BPSK. Radio operators may use the Rascal software, the SatNogs network or simply send decoded telemetry frames with reception time and location. Those may be emailed to the email address in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. This is Ed Durant, DD5LP. Some of the youngest candidates for amateur radio just got
0: a little boost from the Radio Communications Foundation, a small independent charity that was established by the Radio Society of Great Britain. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, tells us how they're helping
6: prospective candidates for the foundation license who are full-time students and younger than 21 may be eligible for assistance from the Radio Communications Foundation, which is offering to subsidize a number of the examinations. Foundation. Exams in the UK cost thirty two pounds fifty, according to the Radio Society of Great Britain, some teachers last year identified this fear as an obstacle for students. The foundation told the RSGB that to help those with the greatest financial concerns, the first group of fifteen exams will be funded for qualifying applicants. Every three months thereafter the foundation will fund another group of fifteen exams in much the same way. Any funds not used will simply roll into the next quarter. Meanwhile, applicants Applicants are encouraged to use the simple online form and to read other details about the subsidies at commsfoundation.org. That's Comms with Double M. Applications require a statement of support from a parent or guardian about the benefit the applicant would receive as a result of the funding. The foundation is hoping more amateurs will consider making gifts to the RCF so the program can increase the number of exams funded annually. This is Jeremy Bucci for NJH.
0: It's time for you to identify your Station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the K7 MMA Repeater in Spokane, Washington, on Fridays at 5 p.m. local time. The Straight Key Century Club is holding a contest among its members, but for this competition, you don't need your key. Just a sense of style as we hear from Randy Sly, W4XJ.
7: If you're a member of the Straight Key Century Club, there are a few ways you can get ready for the SKCC Anniversary and Straight Key Month being held in January 2024. You can, of course, practice and train at home to work on your sending and your copying, and perhaps even plan on being one of the operators for the K3Y event. If your talents extend to holding a pencil, pen, or even a paintbrush, you might want to submit a design to be considered for the official 2024 QSL card. The club is once again holding a contest to select a design, and SKCC members get the final say. They'll be voting on their top picks in mid-December, and will be able to view all the qualifying submissions displayed on the SKCC website. Although only the most popular design will end up on the QSL card, many of the others will appear in the SKCC's print calendar. The club is also inviting members to resubmit updated versions of designs submitted earlier that weren't in the final pick. There are certain design guidelines and specifications that need to be followed, however. Please visit the SKCC website for detailed instructions on how to display your design and incorporate the required text elements. Designs are due no later than the 14th of December.
0: What would you do if you had seven days to set aside for nothing but contacts in CW? Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, answers that question for us
6: now. The Essex CW Amateur Radio Club is encouraging CW operators to take up a special challenge. Give yourself a week to contact as many other hams as you possibly can. The objective isn't to score points, but to make real contacts. Perhaps an extended exchange instead of a mere signal report, or better still, a long chew. Organisers are stressing that this is not a contest. The activity is being held between the 13th and the 19th of November and is taking place as always in the spirit of friendship. The club is extending a special welcome to QRS operators. If you hear the call signs GX1FCW or G8CW, make an extra effort to log a contact. Those are the club's own call signs. Like everyone else, these operators will be calling CQECW. A list of the bands being used, along with other details about this annual event, can be found on the club website at essexcw.uk. Be sure to click on the tab that says Activity Week. This is Jeremy Bucci for NJH.
0: In the world of DX, listen for Vaclav OK6RA operating holiday style as FG stroke OK6RA from Guadeloupe until the 27th of November. This is IOTA number NA102. He'll operate CW, SSB and FT8 on 40 through 10 meters and possibly 6 meters. His main activity will be during the CQ Worldwide DX CW Contest, QSL via his home call. Listen for Kazu, M0CFW, who'll use the call sign 3-BRAVO-9-M0-CFW from Rodrigues Island, IOTA number AF017, from the 19th of November to the 1st of December. He'll be using the call sign 3-BRAVO-9-Kilo-Whiskey in the CQ Worldwide DXCW Contest. See QRZ.com for QSL details. Ken, LA7GIA, and Shawnee, HA5DDX, are active as 708AD and 708AE, respectively, until the 16th of November from Socotra Island, iota number AF028 in Yemen. Listen for them on 160 through 10 meters. Shawnee is operating SSB while Ken is concentrating on CW. There's a possibility of SO2R light FT8 using WSJTX Fox & Hound or MHSV. See QRZ.com for QSL details. Shabu M0KRI will be on the air as 9 Lima 5 Mike from Freetown, Sierra Leone between the 24th of November and the 5th of December. Watch QRZ.com for developing information about how to QSL. And we end this week's report with a special movie. No, we're not actually going to show you the movie, of course, but we are going to tell you why it might have plenty of appeal for those of us who understand the power of radio. Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, has that story.
1: If you watch four of the credits at the end of each episode of one miniseries now running on Netflix, you'll be able to quickly learn who wrote the script, who directed the cast, who produced the drama, and, of course, who played the roles on screen. Every name is featured prominently at the end of each of the four installments of All the Light We Cannot See. The film is based on the Pulitzer Prize-winning World War II-era novel by Anthony Doerr. What may not be apparent to most movie viewers is the fact that two of the film's biggest stars are uncredited, unnamed, and largely unacknowledged. That is true at least outside the framework of this intense wartime storyline. The anonymous players are the pair of shortwave radios that ultimately unite the two major protagonists, a blind French girl and a young German soldier. In Nazi-occupied France, the girl uses the forbidden medium of radio to transmit coded messages to help the French resistance and the Allied forces. The boy is an orphan and an electronics genius who is conscripted reluctantly into the German military. Both had grown up in their respective corners of Europe listening to the same shortwave radio program, one hosted by a professor who spoke of science, truth, beauty, and hope. In this setting, as the girl transmits her messages from her ravaged French city, and the boy attempts to track her down amid the wreckage, the power of those two radios cannot be defined by wattage alone. The radios define the love both share for something intangible and precious they are both seeking. Those same radios drive the drama to its inevitable conclusion. Using the light, none of us can see the electromagnetic spectrum itself. This is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG.
0: Do you have a piece of amateur radio news that you think Newsline would be interested in? Send it on. Now, we're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming Hamfest or field day participation, but something that is out of the ordinary. If so... Send us a brief overview via the contact page at arnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we would like to cover it, we'll get back to you for more details. Meanwhile, if you're feeling even a little bit poetic, visit our website and learn more about the Amateur Radio Newsline Haiku Challenge. Use the entry form on our website, and please follow the rules for writing your three-line haiku. And be sure to check out our previous winners. With thanks to Amateur Radio Daily, AMSAT News Service, Antique Wireless Association, the AWRL. Bunkers on the Air, CQ Magazine, David Behar, K7DB, the Essex CW Amateur Radio Club, the FCC, 425DX News, the IARU, ICQ Podcast, Netflix, QRZ.com, Radio DARC, the Radio Society of Great Britain, Roger Egan, VA3EGY, ShortwaveRadio.de, the Straight Key Century Club, the Wireless Institute of Australia, YouTube, and you, our listeners... That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. So for now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the News Desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Don Wilbanks, AE5DW in Picayune, Mississippi, saying 7-3. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023. All rights are reserved.